0: To see examples of what we talk about on this episode, along with further information, go to BunchofDorks.com. Welcome everyone to Two Dimension Podcast.
1: The comic book podcast with no direction.
0: What's up, everybody? You know the song, you know the voice. It's Rook. Of course, with me, as always, is the man who keeps it all together. It's Mr. Don Moore. Hello. Don, we are so excited. We we met up on Saturday, uh, <laughs> You brought me some amazing pieces from our guest, and I am so happy to introduce Chris Sapino with Blit Map.
2: Uh, yeah, hi, everyone. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs>
0: Dude, this project is it, it like we are hyped we like so so don opened up a bunch of the copies that got we got sent like what 10 copies
2: yeah, yeah i think it was 10 yeah yeah
0: he opened up a bunch of them thinking that it was like different issues to find out it was it was the first issue but
1: a smarter di- person would have realized i'm sorry uh, just <laughs> to tell you i said with 10 copies i got a lot of reading to do and because <laughs> you know i have to ruck lives about an hour 20 minutes away so, I was going to drive them over to his place. So, I'm just opening them one after another and I'm seeing the variant covers. And then at one point, I start realizing, which I should have done earlier wait a minute, these are all number one. And I was looking, well, each one's the same. Um, okay. Uh, so, I stopped opening them. You know, I read the issue and then I, I went to Rooks last weekend. And that's when. The action really began. (laughs) (laughs) That's a
2: that's like a a kind of exactly the reaction we want, because it's like it's hard to explain until you actually like kind of think about it after opening a few. But yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, We had a blast. And I got to tell you the the discover your cover guide i dove into this and started hunting through all the open copies just like oh look at this look at this look at this i mean there is so much work involved with just your cover art that we can talk about that for a whole hour
2: yeah yeah i definitely could it's like a crazy (laughs) crazy process but yeah
0: yeah. 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 Y'all are a bit crazy doing this. I mean, it is insanity. And, you know, Don and I have had this conversation before about the the annoyance of variant covers where it's like, you know, it doesn't mean anything. But yeah. your variant covers really mean something and have something to say on each one and something truly different and unique. Uh, I got to tell you, I love it.
2: Oh, uh- <laughs> I'm so so glad. Yeah, I think I think one of the one of the things we were kind of going for was when we realized that we could make every single one of those, you know, unique was we wanted we wanted each one to kind of feel special. Like we um, I think we could have gone the Willy Wonka route where there was like, you know, a really, really rare one that you're like gunning for or whatever, but we kind of purposely designed it so there's like multi-vector. There is rarity, but it's so complicated that it's hard to even determine that. Um, So really it's just about finding a cover you really like. Um, And, you know, like we went to, uh, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead or not, but we went to, we went to New York Comic Con and we were kind of showing it off there. And one thing we kept noticing was people would open up the cover and, uh, or or the comic, and they would, they would be like, man, this is um, this is my favorite color. You know, how'd you know that? We like, well, <laughs> you know, we we didn't know that. Um, but there was a lot of people that really thought it was like a faded thing. You know, that they were getting the one that was meant for them. Really? And yeah, and and we had a we had a whole. Um, what we would do is we would open up a bunch of packs to them and leave them out on the table. And the deal was that if you if you bought one or you got one from us at Comic Con. If you opened it in front of us. You could um, trade it for any of the ones on the table, and no, barely anyone ever traded it for one on the table, even though there were rarer ones on the table. Um, you know, by definition, maybe, but it was more they just felt what they had was special. You know.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: That that that's awesome. I love yeah. that. It
1: that, that is funny because, like I said, I opened eight of these things uh, before. <laughs> Yeah, but um <laughs> I I told my daughter she likes comics, but she likes, you know, different than I like and she likes a lot of manga and a lot of small press people. But I I was telling her, I think you might like this. So I showed her and I let her pick out a cover she wanted. She thought for a while took one. This is the one I took. And um Oh nice. That's a work in progress cover. That's a cool yeah, one. That's what yeah. I mean. I like i liked all the covers but that was the one that kept calling me um yeah but you know i'm a different type i for the show i review comics i'll read comics digitally it's not my favorite way to read them i appreciate it's there you know and if but i like reading a physical copy like this yeah i can't tell you how much i enjoyed this story um the story, the artwork, the whole idea, the artwork, how it reads, how it looks I'm really extremely happy to have this, and to me, I was excited for you to come on the show just to talk about that now, I did see the the insert, you know, the little guide to the covers, you know, on the stickers, yeah, and um, but when I went to Rooks last Saturday, all of a sudden rook. I felt like I was in that movie, A Beautiful Mind. Uh, all of a sudden, there was this rabbit hole, and I would never do those things myself. Uh, I'm, a, I guess, a passive type. But Rook was doing it. I was right there with him. It's like we had magnifying glasses and telescopes, you know. And- oh,
0: we We were going over every little detail of these covers, and then the back cover matching up. I mean, yeah. We, we had so much fun with just the covers alone, but yeah.
2: You want to know an Easter egg? Actually, if you, if you have three of them, there's actually three different backs and you can line them up and it's a mural. (laughs) Yeah. All right. You you got it. All right. Great. That's that's all the traits we drew. That's all the hand-drawn traits. That's every trait that exists. We just put them on top of each other on the back. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: I, I I I don't know how it happened. I was I I was just sitting there with all these all these books in front of me and I started looking at the
2: backs and I was like, wait a minute, do you yeah. think you've like an old yeah. Mad
0: magazine <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. No, you know, I really I really appreciate you saying that, Don, because you know, we we spend a lot of time on the tech, but we spend, you know, just as much time trying to make a story that feels like a world you can enter you know it feels like a a place that has a strong foundation to it um and maybe in a best case scenario you know makes you think that that you want to explore that world or you want to create in that world or you want to you want more from that world you know um and i think that's we're hoping that that's kind of what's
1: happening you know yes well that's the feeling i got from it Yeah you described
0: yeah yeah you know uh reading through the issue i mean i immediately felt like i was put down right in the middle of this amazing world that you guys have created for us to to read about and play with too. uh get to that later um but i mean there's so much detail and so much happening between the blitz and the logos i mean it was just like okay like i can't I've read it twice already. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, for since we've kind of skipped over the the concept, can you give the yeah. listeners just a rough idea of the concept of the book itself?
2: Yeah. yeah. So the, the concept of the book is it it's a kind of takes place in this solar punk world called Kalem. Um, and there's these like androids that kind of hate each other. They're like these two factions, the knots and the Logos and um they they end up kind of you know not liking each other first, but they throughout the six issue series, they go into this other dimension and they kind of have to become friends to get out of it um That's like the simplified re explanation there's there's like you know pages and pages of like well, this is why they're doing that, and you know all that kind of stuff but it it's yeah, it's kind of just a kind of a nice story that we think we can tell really well. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's kind of what it is. Um, and there's a lot more to it than that, but I think that's the easy digestible way to think about it. Yeah.
0: That, that's, that's the, that's the elevator pitch for everybody. Now, <laughs> the rest of it is there's so much more involved in this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. y- y'all just need to go find this right now because th- it's, it's deep. There's a lot of depth here. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. You know, when I, I looked at it, again, this is it's all alien to me. But it's exactly what you said. I dropped in. It was kinda like there's the history, there's there's stuff I don't really understand what's happening, but it seemed like there was it's an old world. And I kept thinking maybe this is based off some video game or something I never heard of. <laughs> but when you went in, it it's not like it's a new concept and it's a new you know, sometimes I'm talking about books in the sixties and seventies. Comic yeah. books. You can tell when something's brand new. You know, I mean, yes. it's, it's kind of thin, and as it goes on, it gets more embellished and richer. But when you go back and see the early issues, sometimes they're kind of not much. This one, yeah, it was. It starts I, off. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: It's like watching a James Bond movie where he's already <laughs> going down the mountain, like he is shooting everybody. <laughs> and, um, but I, I, even though it's so alien, I was never confused. I was clear, which is saying Symptom, because a lot's going on in it. Yeah. And then, like I said last weekend with Rook, all of a sudden, wait a minute, there's a lot more than I
0: ever thought. Yeah. How long have you been working on this?
2: Man, yeah. So, so a while. Um. Yeah. yeah I, like yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, so. So I I used to make uh, video games for a living before I, I made the before I co-founded this company with my my co-founder um and uh I would say so the type of video game I used to make was uh like open world AAA games which are like a really complicated probably as like when you add multiplayer to it it's probably as complicated as a game gets to make um and I would say that this comic is not as complicated as that but it is about as complicated as i can imagine a comic being um and so yeah i mean it took a took us a better part of a year i'd say like in, earn, in earnest um the tech part um was a good portion of that but, but i think it was really the story finding the right kind of story for um you know something else i can mention is that it's a, it's a open source kind of public domain um yes. IP, and so you, we kind of like thinking about what's the right story to tell where the community feels like they have permission to, to create. Um, and I was thinking a lot about like, well, why do people create in the, or we were thinking a lot about like, why do people create in the Star Wars universe? Why do they create in the Lord of the Rings universe? you know, why does Twilight exist? Why does Fifty Shades of Grey exist? Like, why are these things kind of happening, you know? Um, and where where don't where don't people create and why is that? Um, and one of the things I think is like, when you get like too specific, like you get into like um, Lord of the Rings and the Summerillion and all that, um, you know, you're kind of like hesitant because you're like, man, I got to read the Summerillion to write fan fiction because I, I got to know everything. Um, whereas like maybe like post Phantom Menace, people felt a little easier creating because it became kind of like cool to like be anti George Lucas, like you could step on his toes and get away with it. Um, and so there's kind of this weird, interesting space of like, how do you tell a story in in that way that allows people to create? And so for us, we have these six issues. So the first issue, you know, we start off with some action, we start off with some themes, we start off with some world building. And as the issues go on, we start to get into detail, we start to get into more of a structure, more of like a, um, you know, specificity. But like, if someone doesn't like the first, you know, the second issue, they could just, you know, branch off and say, actually, you know, this is what happens next. Ah. And and I kind of like that, like, I kind of hope that happens. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that's one of the things I really I want to talk to you about too is the open IP. I mean, that's I I've seen I've seen other creators open their IP after it's been around for a while and built yeah. up uh you know, uh, a base. But you guys are coming right out the gate going, "Hey, here's the world. Here's the first issue. Go have some fun with it and let's see what you guys do with this."
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, automatically in my head, I'm already like TTRPG guy going,
2: oh. That's so really funny like... you say that. Everyone, that's that's so funny. Yeah, sorry, continue. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, that's that's like the first thought in my head. I was like, I could totally write some games
2: in this world. Amazing, amazing. This is great because because we were getting people are like, I want to make I want to make board games. I want to make like and I I yeah man, that's awesome. Like that's yeah. so great to hear. <laughs> well, I, you know,
0: it's – I've been writing games for six years just for friends and stuff. And, yeah. you know, I, it, I like going in right now, I've got two different groups in my own world that I've written, and it's getting harder. It's because, like, now we get into deep lore, like Silmarillion-style lore stuff, yeah. and I'm, I'm hitting walls. But when I, I read this, and I'm going, oh, okay, I have some ideas for this. We might have to shift focus on a couple of games.
2: <laughs> cool, man. I mean, yeah, I have, I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll say something about issue two. So issue two, I mean, this is this is like a spoiler a little bit, but in the back we have a bestiary we've added just Whoa. as like a, you know, hey, check out these. Kind of like our interpretation of like what stats would look like for the characters, just as like a because if you see in the issue, we have like the open source message and stuff. Yeah. Um, every issue we have our own little like inserts just to play around with the idea of like how to get people to create. And so issue two comes with like a, a very small B series, it's like four pages, but it's it's kind of playing seeing what that idea does with people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Dude, I can't wait for a show. All right. So (laughs) you, you've said it's six issues all together.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So is this going to be start to finish six issues and then come back and tell more stories from the world or
2: right, right now, I think we're, we're going to, we're going to try to do the best job we can with the six issues. Um, and, um, so far, it's proven to be really, really popular. Um, the, the sales are, are are good, really good. Um, yeah. Apparently, it's, hard, it's apparently it's hard to find an issue right now um, in stores. Uh, so uh, we're kind of excited about that, um, but at the same time, um, we're just going to kind of you know be humble and kind of keep it going and see what what this does and if we can kind of grow it in a sustainable way and. I think there's this kind of balance where, you know, because the tech is so, you know, awesome and amazing, we don't want to lose sight of, but we still have to show up with great story. You know, we still have to show up with great content. We don't want it to be seen, you know, seen as a gimmick, right? We want it to be seen as just, you know, amazing value. You know, this is like everything. It's, it's so, everything is so thoughtful. Um, so, so one thing we're doing is we're talking to the community and we're saying, you know, what do you think? Um, and how, and, and, and we're letting that kind of influence, you know, our perspective on things, not, not, not dictating or anything like that, but just, just trying to be mindful, you know, is this doing the things we want it to do? But if it does well, yeah, we want to do more, you know, a hundred percent. Fantastic. Uh,
0: yeah. That, well, I, I can tell you from Don and I's perspective, um, you've got two readers right here.
2: Amazing. Uh, amazing. I, mean, I,
0: I can't wait to see where this story goes, how these characters develop. I mean, and, ha- and how much of this world there is for us to see. Uh, oh, and the map in the back of the book, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, that so... that alone was enough to, like, get me going a lot. <laughs>
2: Yeah, man. So we we made a decision last minute. We had labels on everything. I could tell you every building in that place. Um uh, so we have, we have a version that has like labels on every like explains what the city is. Ugh. But but it's but essentially what that city is if you look at the map what it is is the whole concept was I don't know if you read a lot of sci-fi or not but like this whole like this whole concept of you have these ships that are these closed loop systems in sci-fi that like people live on for thousands of years and they're, you know, cycling out, you know, you know, and they have gardens and they have oceans and you know, kind of that movie Elysium or 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 Interstellar at the end when they're in the kind of uh you know, spheric, you know, cylindrical kind of space station. And I was kind of just thinking like. And then, you know, in Dune, you have the um, the guild frigates or whatever, which are like those giant ships that have the little ships inside them. They're like so massive, right? They're like the size of planets. And I was like, well, what if like, what if like one of those things like crashed into a, a planet, right? What happens? Like, well, those systems kind of expose themselves and they start like cycling the atmosphere and pulling things in. And so that's, like, why, like, there's, like, a desert. Oh, yeah, sorry. So the city is a ship that crashed yeah. into the planet. And so that's why, like, on the left there's, like, a desert because it's, like, pulling, like, the moisture out of that and spitting it out into the forest direct. I don't know if that's how it would work scientifically, but that was, like, kind of the concept. Um,
0: oh, yeah, I can, I can see that. I can certainly yeah. looking at the map as you describe it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Dude. Um, yeah, it
0: like I, I can't tell you how much I, I enjoyed this book and how much I'm looking forward to the second issue on this. Uh you know, and of course I'm sure everybody wants to know issue two, are we gonna have totally different characters? Yeah,
2: yeah. Cast? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so every issue is different, um the different artist. Um And we've got some pretty good names um, that we're going to announce soon for for the people doing the next covers and um, different characters. Um, So basically issue two um, or two different characters, kind of some different concepts uh, and a different art style. So we're trying to kind of also demonstrate that it's not really limited to just, you know, this one type of art style It actually works across the board. And, you know, basically the way we do it is we draw everything in kind of grayscale. Um, mm-hmm. And when we, when we draw the characters, you know, there's some constraints where you have to keep the body language of the character kind of consistent with the facial reaction, like the facial expression. Uh, Otherwise, you get into this like uncanny valley kind of thing. So like if um, the character has a, you know, let's say like a jovial position, but is frowning, it starts to betray itself a little bit. Um, And so if you look at the covers, generally her neck is not turning or anything, but we can get like a smirk out of her or we can get like um, a, a wink or something like that. Um, but we can't, you know, tilt her chin too far or anything like that. Otherwise it starts to screw things. So then how we get, you know, a better, like mid distance read or long distance read is from the silhouette and the accessories and the clothing and the colors. And those are the things where you're getting that kind of, you know, initial reaction of, wow, this is different. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh man, dude. I, I... I, I gotta tell you this 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 first issue. There's so many questions that I, I have about what's happened, but I don't even want to ask them because I just want to read and but see what happens
2: with the book. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, like it does good. Well, I was gonna say it does a good job. Like the stuff you mentioned, it alludes to these things. Some of the characters talk, and it's not definite. They just say like this the ship that was mentioned by one of the characters. Yeah. One asked the question. And again, when I brought up, it's like a completely alien landscape and world, uh, creatures, but yet it's something to it when I'm, I'm stepping in. It's like, like if you live in Iowa and you show up in New York city, different landscape, but you don't know what's going on, but you just kind of look at what the other people are doing. You kind of learn that's kind of what was done in the book.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, um, You know, something something that I'm—it's really it really means a lot to hear you say that because it's it's such a hard it was such a hard thing, and I'm glad like it's nice to hear someone pick up on it because like honestly like a lot of what like I guess like something that you know we talk a lot about is I don't know we were talking about how in Disney World when you walk into um you know like uh tomorrowland if you saw somebody from like a cowboy or somebody like that it like it screws the whole thing up yeah um because you you're kind of in this futuristic place and the rules of the futuristic place is that everyone there is from the future and you kind of like understand that and the minute you see somebody from a different area of Disney World um there it, it the fantasy falls apart and so they have these like underground tunnels and that's how these people get from different spaces. Uh, yep. Cause they're not supposed to walk through them, right? Like they, they understand how important that thing is. And so for us, I think like sometimes like people do a lot of world building, but they don't do a lot of drama building. So you get really good world building, but you don't get really great story, right? You get a really cool world, but you don't get like, you know, a lot of the kind of drama or, you know, the things that you're looking for that really captivate you. Um, And so for us, I think when we thought we could tell enough of a story about the world, we started to tell us the story about the characters in that world. And then we got to a certain point where the world kind of needed to change a bit to make the stories that we really cared about. And it became kind of like this, this cycle. And then what we ended up with, you know, um, but it but what it, it is helpful like to know what informs your architecture. It is helpful to understand what language they're kind of using, how they're talking to each other. You know, do they see themselves as kids? Well, they're robots. That's kind of weird. But how do they see themselves? How are they talking? You know, um, and yeah, I don't know. I I think it. Yeah. Anyway, it's just really nice you say that. Oh
1: yeah. Also when you're talking about the drama and stuff, that's I I try not to give away anything to to people listening in case they want to read it. Yeah. But protagonists, you have three different people from two different sides. There's a group of six. Yeah. Yeah. And just how, how they're put together, um, how the journey starts. how how one of them, their younger brother shows up with them, the assignment, and then when they go to that and I can't I apologize, I don't remember the names of the places or the people Yeah, right? no, okay. Yeah. But once they they meet up in that one section, I just found it incredible and I can see that happening. You know, what was going on, and you got a monkey wrench, you know, the the princes, all the stuff she's doing. Yeah. Um it's well, I do remember one name, don't I? <laughs> yeah. It was it sucks you in um visually just looking at the artwork if i saw this at a store not in a bag if i was able to thumb through it i would have bought it just for the look of the artwork
2: yeah And when
1: i've shown this to rook he says oh i could see that you would like this this is your kind of stuff <laughs> but the story and a lot of times sometimes you might buy a comic just because you like the art and the story doesn't really yeah. grab you but this one, the story was just you lived it. It was right there with the artwork. and um, oh, thank you. And I'm not. I'm not talking about all the. All the stuff that Rook is picking up, and getting excited about. I'm just talking about a guy that likes to read comic books. Yeah. To me, that was enough. Yeah. And um, but I I'm going to turn it, it back over because Rook is on the edge of a seat because he's got so many things to talk about. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Uh, ben,
0: it means a lot to us to get a chance to talk to you about this because I mean, Dom's not lying when when he says that we spent a lot of time Saturday looking at this book together and playing with it. And, you know, I mean, just just having the book in your hands was fun, you know, and then getting to sit down and read it. Like I said, I've already gone through it twice myself. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic book. Uh, Blip map. Uh Everybody listening, I can't encourage you enough, whether you're casual comic reader, a uh, heavy comic reader, a uh, super creative type that wants to jump in on a really cool concept and see what you might be able to do as well, everybody should hop on this book. it's It's absolutely fantastic. So Chris, where can everybody find Blipmap and everything to do with it across the internet?
2: Yeah, so um, you can uh, find it, hopefully, at your local comic shop, um, but also at uh, sup.xyz uh, slash uh, blitmap. So, yeah, you go, let me just double check if that's correct. Uh, yeah, so sup.xyz slash D-L-I-T-M-A-P. Um and that tells you a bit about the comic and uh, where you can buy it. Fantastic.
0: Man, I, again, tru, truly, thank you so much for sending us so much to look at, so much fun stuff for us to go through and check out. It has really been a blast reading this book, and I'm really looking forward to the next issue. Um, quest, quick question, monthly publishing?
2: Uh, so at the moment right now, we're in a six to eight week se- cycle. We're trying to get the printing of the the covers are hard, man, to get them printed on time. I can't imagine <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're trying to get it down. The next issue comes out December 20th. Um, and then after that, we're hoping for six weeks if we can do it. Um, and then hopefully less than that. But, yeah, it's a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it It, it is a lot that you guys have done. I mean, it, it's obviously a labor of love. And that's yeah. that's what I think we recognize the most out of it is – it's a love of what you're doing here. So yeah,
2: thank you. Um,
1: one question, and I I apologize for being so thick on this. No, it's Rook cool. Seems, he, Rook seemed to pick up on this so quick. We're talking about it last Saturday. The open source. Yeah. Because a lot of times when somebody has something published, it's heavily guarded. Yeah. You know, and then they extended it so you have it for 70 years. Yeah. and then they start trademarking anything. Can you explain to, to me, hopefully yeah. the listeners have picked it up like Rook did, How how is the open source?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically the idea is we want people to create stories in our world. We want people to create a movie in our world. We want people to create games and everything. Um, and I think the idea is that as people create and as people learn about the IP, um, at the end of the day, us as the company, sup. when we make stuff, um, those people that, that care about this thing that's spreading and, and people are learning about, they care about the stuff that we do too. Um, and so it becomes kind of this relationship where, you know, we play a note, you know, maybe the world plays another note, and then we play a note, and we kind of go back and forth. And we can kind of, um, you know, collaborate in that way. Um, and then hopefully, you know, when we do things, people care. Um, that's kind of the idea. Um, and, you know, we can take our time and, and, and kind of make them the best they can possibly be basically. Um, like for us, the biggest risk is if we do things that aren't high quality cause then <laughs> no one cares when we do them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the goal. Um, You know, a really weird thing for us was when we were at Comic-Con, I was noticing that, you know, 90% of the booths have like a licensing deal with somebody, you know, Um, and I was just thinking about it. And I was thinking, well, you know, any of these booths, if they like our stuff and they like our brand and they think it's aesthetically pleasing, they could just make stuff with it. And that'd be the best thing in the world. And they could do that without even talking to us. Um, the only thing that we're kind of like against is like reissuing the comic, like with no added value, you know what I mean? Like if you're just like, you know, ripping our stuff and, you know, not really doing any value out, that's not really the point, you know? Um, so, but, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's really just about, yeah, just kind of being collaborative in that way, I think
0: nice nice it, it, it it's it's creating a community and a, a community project re- really you know with yeah. you guys as the flagship and then yeah. the community coming together to to add on you know i, I, yeah. I love i love it
2: yeah. yeah and we're 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 working on you know trying to to live that as as best as possible you know there's still some things that we can do to even make that more, you know, um, like open, and we're always looking for opportunities to do that. So it's it's something that um, it's it's pretty experimental. Like it's a pretty, you know, you get a, a lot of the things that we've we've seen that have been open source are, are are things that have kind of entered the public domain because of a time lapse or something of that nature. Um, so for a brand new company that's like very technologically, you know, kind of Focus and things like that to be like from the get-go we're doing this we don't have a, a real great playbook to follow um so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well I'll,
0: I'll say this i haven't seen somebody come out with a concept and open and open the ip since like metro 2033 yeah like, the original writer of that book just went you know what you can all have it have fun with it yeah yeah you know, and that, I mean, that's that spawned video games, comic books, all kinds of weird stuff yeah. as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, Slenderman, pretty cool example of that. Um, you know, someone was telling me the other day Pilates is basically an example of it. I didn't know that, but I, I got to look into the, that reference. But yeah. I have um, no idea. Huh. Yeah. Um, but, but no, I mean, we used to use the example of like King Arthur, you know, like you have the story about King Arthur. Now you have this modern movie, the green Knight*. And, but at the end of the day, you know, the story and the, and the people who create, you know, the person that creates King Arthur is kind of, you're interested in what they can do. I mean, they're long dead, but like you kind of, you know, the Genesis has some value in a way. Um, And, but, but at the end of the day, you're kind of hoping that, there's multiple people working with this IP that are different entities completely separate from us where you go, man, I like that guy's, that person's take even more and maybe, you know, a really good success for us is if someone's a way bigger fan of someone else than, than us, you know, when it comes to the the map IP, that's like kind of best case scenario. Yeah. Um, you know,
0: yeah, uh, well, I can I can definitely see people running with this and doing some really cool stuff. I mean, like I said, I myself I'm looking at it going, oh, I have ideas. I, I want to yeah. get all I want to get all these issues in my hand and, and read through them first though. I got to tell you, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, I want to gather what gather all your thoughts first. You no, know, totally,
2: and, totally. And, and,
0: Then just run around like a nut.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, but, but, you know, don't, don't wait. Don't wait. You should just start now. I mean, I think the other thing is we're looking for ways to highlight community, um, you know, uh, creations and we're looking for ways to highlight, um, you know, just, just lift people up and kind of say, you know, hey, we're as excited about your work as you are, you know. Um, and so, um, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We have an email, which is uh, hello at sup.xyz. Um, (laughs) and if you have anything that you, you know, ideas or you have some art that you've created, you know, send it along. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll have a a better email system in the future, but this is kind of what we got. (laughs) Um, and so it's, it's really, you know, we're trying to put our, you know, you know, be what we're saying basically, which is that we want people to create, and we want that to be a conversation, and we want to work with people, and we want to help people, and we want to do all those things. Um, so yeah, and we're just like, we kind of been heads down for a long time, kind of just doing this. So now we're like, you know, opening the, we're in the world, and we're kind of like, <laughs> I hope you guys like it. And so we kind of need to get a little bit of a, a cycle going where. People know how to talk to us, where to talk to us, um,
1: all that kind of stuff. Nice. That's that's something Rook mentioned before we started recording. Um, as you can see, ever since Saturday, Rook has been jumping up and down, climbing the walls. Um, I've been a little fearful of it, but he, he, he said something. <laughs> how, how do you keep the logistics going? You know I mean? How do you how do you keep all the coordination and everything straight? Because yeah. Yeah. This is massive. So basically, we got you on here. How are you doing this? You just mentioned an email system. Hopefully it'll be better. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: I mean, luckily, you know, we have a really, really, really good team, and we, you know, as far as making the comic goes, that's, that's good. We're, like, we're, like, good at that. Um, we're also pretty good at Uh, My my co-founders is very good at, like, kind of growing, you know, web communities and and internet communities. And he really understands how to find the pulse of kind of what, you know, what can, you know, really inspire people to create stuff. Um, And so for us, it's kind of like it's a little bit surgical in terms of, you know every member of the company pretty much worked the comic-con floor while we were there. And was you know, this is programmers, this was, uh, artists, this was everybody just talking to people, watching them open it and trying to really understand what it was, you know, the difference in reaction, the thoughts and all this stuff. And then when the comic launched, I went to my old high school and we gave all the kids comic books. And we said, you know, you guys can you know, create, without um y'all can create without um you know having to ask us and they said hey can we send you you know uh our art and we said oh maybe we should have an email for that you know that's like kind of how we learn learned about yeah. <laughs> you know we're figuring it out
0: it's so funny talking to you because it's like <laughs> you have this awesome awesome idea this awesome concept and it's like it feels like you're going Oh, wow. Okay, people are catching on. This is cool. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Uh,
1: yeah. It, uh,
0: it, it, it's it, it's fun talking to you, man. And it's fun looking at this book and reading it and, and hearing all about everything that's happening with it. I mean, you know, it, it's just... Like I said, this is a great book. Just just in one issue, you've got me hooked on it. And mm. you know, in the background background right now, I have to tell you, I am I am broke from medical bills, and I'm looking at this going, okay, <laughs> this is a necessity right now.
2: I, off, a, off the record, I will send you copies so you don't have to worry yeah, about that part. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. cool. That's cool. I'm I'm, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm totally yeah. fine with paying and supporting. Yeah. This.
2: <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.
0: But, yeah, it's just – it's a great comic you got here, man. I mean characters are, are well-defined as their their interactions between them. And, and, you know, you get a sense reading this that there's instability, but yet there's a little bit of motion towards, like, coming together as well. And, you know, it's – I mean, like I said, just the, the, the story reads – the story reads in a way where you're like okay I'm missing details yeah. but I know there's more to come
1: yeah well, yeah I'm oh, sorry Don is oh no, I was gonna say, and there's also people are coming together but there's a threat there's an underlying threat that I find terrifying yeah. you know when I'm reading the book I mean it's not it's not all butterflies and rainbows like I would like it to be there's it's, it's a world that they built it's the world they all live in but there's an instability an unblind instability all the way through it yeah and like a tension yeah. kind of just rumbling a bit. Yeah, but it's still it's still robots being people <laughs> yeah I yeah mean, they have things they like to do there's things they like to check out and there's also i hate prejudice you know there's there's yeah there's yeah in between the two groups and when they talk about it, they kind of allude to some. Not, not it's not black and white, but it's you know they have feelings on each other, even though I don't think they're really around each other. It's just things that are said and they hear. And yeah, it's a tinderbox. So anyway, I, I'm gonna stop now.
2: <laughs> no, no, it, it 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 is. You know, it's interesting. Like in the comic, they go to the second floor or third floor, and it's all the all the knots only on the floor, and it's like tense and. Fizz, he kind of rolls wherever he wants. You know, he plays cards with the logos and he doesn't really care. But you gotta get this feeling, like, I'm not supposed to be here, you know, I'm not supposed to and it's a it's a kind of interesting thought. I mean, it we have a really good um so we have a a person that's something uh named Kosi Dunn, and he's kind of like our lore master. He's a big um he's he's the editor on the book, but you know, he's he's a great writer. He did a lot of board game, um, and kind of, uh, dungeon dragon role-playing, you know, writing campaigns and stuff like that. I think for our, our, like interview for him, it was like, you know, we wanted to write like a campaign a bit, you know, just kind of knowing that he can take somebody on. Cause I, I think campaign writing is like a lot about, you know, um, being able to take people on this really interactive journey. It's a very modern form of storytelling, you know? Um, And it's a really, really difficult skill to get down. Um, So, you know, um, it requires a huge amount of uh, upfront work and it has a huge amount of trust. People are spending hours with you. And if you don't have that firm basis, you won't be able to improvise when things don't work out. So it's like there's just there's so much stuff to it where it's like a really great foundation. So he's a lot of that consistency comes from him i think to be honest like it's it's a lot of he knows he's looking using that lens when he's editing you know um and working with the writer Jack Timmer. Um, i think um when it comes to the art so we get we have a you know layouts done we do it in a kind of interesting way where we go uh, layouts to to like inks and we put dialogue throughout but and we go to colors but the layouts are kind of good for us because it's kind of like a, it's like our storyboard phase where we really get a sense of like what how the story's progressing but the artist Matthias bossler he does the inks and um uh some of the coloring works for this guy emilio um but basically Matthias um he just brings another level to the whole thing i've never like so, you know you rarely meet artists like i mean i work with a lot of artists like my entire career. I mean, one of the best i ever worked in my entire life. Um, cause I, you, it's like, you give him a prompt and you're like, this is where the, you know, this is what the bar looks like. It's like a, it's like a broken down ship. He's like, Oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. It's like, it's got an engine. The engine of the ship is above the bar. It's like, cause it crashed and it's got stuck there. He's like, Oh yeah. Okay. It's like a interstellar starship. Okay. I got it. And in his head, uh, if you look at the page, it's this kind of squid like, like thing, you know, I didn't, nobody told him to do it like that, but that's how he kind of came up with it. And it's the coolest thing in the world. You know, it's like, I don't know. uh, He's real smart and he's really, really, really good. And um, I think uh, my co founder, Dom, a lot of times we're just kind of collaborating. We're kind of working on the issue for a while and he's able to kind of take this view and kind of see it from a perspective like a new reader and kind of, it's cool cycle because sometimes I'm like too far into it, and he can see this other view where he's like, Oh, you know, actually, you know, we should just even this sentence needs to be a little different so that it gets somebody, you know, um, in this kind of different way, or you know, this scene should progress in that way or whatever. And we've just, I don't know, we're we're all pretty, we're pretty low ego, so it, it, it we're just really just trying to make the best thing possible, you know, um, and it's been fun, you know. Um, and the comics industry has been really nice to work with, you know, everyone's so nice and caring and welcoming, um, and excited to like collaborate. And I don't know, it's been nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. It,
1: it sounds uh, nice. Um, I guess what I'm surprised at, that was an excellent answer, by the way, can't but, you know, if you would have just, if Rook would have heard this and he was telling me about it, if I wasn't on the show talking to you, it just sounds like the project was made by committee and everybody knows yeah, yeah. made by committee is it, a disaster, yeah, you, know, it's
2: you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, anything, if you do it by committee, what made it special is all sucked out. Yeah,
2: this yeah.
1: One, polar opposite. I'm telling you. Um, and anybody listening, I'm sorry for gushing on this thing all the time. But again, if I just bought the comic, which is what I would normally do if I wasn't doing the show, and read it, I said, "Well, this is really good. I would look forward to the next issue. I'd be happy when I, I read them all." For me, that's as far as I would go. I'm not like Rook and a lot of your audience. Yeah, I, uh, it's it's so much richer but just story and art wise and the whole idea of it, it's just, it's a wonderful comic book. Yeah. yeah. With all the other stuff going on, like I said, when Rook and I were talking before you came on and he was just, how do they put all this together? How do they keep track of this? How how do you coordinate a project of this scale? Yeah. But it's, it's wonderful and it's rich. It's, yeah. it's unique. Thank you.
2: Yeah. I think I, I think I, my, you know, what I used to do is I used to organize like 200 person teams to across like, and having to do that during COVID, which was real tough because oh, yeah. everyone's just spread apart. and, And, you know, with games, like, you know, there's no real definition of what a game is. Like, there's different definitions of what a game is, but there isn't like a definition. And like a lot of times you're trying to find the fun. That's like what you're trying to do but like, what is fun, you know, and it's, it starts to get real existential and you're just, you're not really sure what's happening. And so I think, you know, the, what we kind of, what we're good at is we're good at knowing what each of us is good at, right. And just leaving ourselves to, to own that thing, you know, and know when to pass that baton and just like, yeah, you've got it, you know, um, And like I think that allows us to, you know, do something that you can look at from different angles and see different things, you know. Um, but it is a thin line. Like you can get into a weird space where you go, man. It feels like I'm, someone's talking out of both sides of their mouths. Like it feels yeah. like there's just two things going on. Like what's going on? And so you know. It's something that we're going to have to, it's always a risk when you, when you, when you, when you build a project that way, because, you know, a lot of the best stuff I've ever interacted with, it a lot of times isn't, it, it is one vision. It is a yep. single thing, you know, uh, and a lot of, but usually the stories of how that thing got made, it's usually pretty traumatic, you know, it's like a crazy person at the top being in nut job yep. and, you know. Um, but yeah, so no, I I hear you, man. When I when I say it I listening to myself say it, I go, God damn, that sounds like a bad idea. But <laughs> well, yeah.
1: It, it when you're talking it doesn't. I, I wanna I <laughs> I wanna make that straight. <laughs> yeah. It's just if somebody else is telling me this, I'm thinking, Oh, you're talking about something made by committee. This isn't yeah. but it's not. Also, you have somebody overseeing the whole thing that's able to coordinate this. Besides your your coordination, everything else, it's amazing, but it's still I always say this on the show. Everybody that reads comic books has a massive epic in their head, you know, in their soul. We all have one. Again, most people can't put it out on paper and make a story that anybody went on to read or write or, you know, look at. But everybody has one, and they're all awesome. But this one, it comes across as what somebody would have in their head if they could come up with this thing. it doesn't seem like a whole lot of people doing it. It seems like something you dream dream up that just shows up on on the printed page. Kind of, it, yeah, yeah. And it's rich. It's it's rich. It's it's interesting. It's easy to follow. Um, and there's so much too. Just this one issue I read, I felt like I've already read an epic, and I'm looking forward. Oh, to reading, I appreciate reading it.
2: Well, I mean, not for nothing. I I think issue two might be my favorite so far, so I'm I'm pretty excited for
1: it. Awesome. How far along are you on this? Are you guys working ahead? I mean, do you have anything else done on yeah,
2: the? Yeah, no, yeah, no. We're we're issue issue two is at print, um, and issue three is pretty far along too. I mean, we're yeah, we're pretty good. I mean, it's it's you know we had some things where we kind of wanted to change some small aspects here and there some minor edits. Um, but no, I mean, we're, yeah, we're, we're still trucking along. Um, and, uh, most of the hard stuff about it, we figured out like it, like to, to make the covers, it used to take us a really long time. Now it doesn't take us a long time. um, And when I mean it used to take us a long time, I mean it used to take us months. And now it takes us, like, days, you know. Mm. Um, Finding the bag. Like, the bag didn't exist. So, we had to make the bag. Now we don't have to make the bag anymore, you know. Um, uh, The paper stock that the cover's made out of. That was tricky to find because the machine, I I could be misspeaking, but this is the way I understand it. The machine that does it can only do certain laminations. uh, Yes. Yes. So that was tricky to find. Um, The QR code on the back, that was annoying. That was an annoying thing to have to do. Um, I don't know of any object that exists in the world that's a one of one that has a QR code on it that allows you to scan and, No, it knows what's on the other side of the page. Like I don't know of anything that exists like that. Um, so that was annoying. Um, and we don't have to figure that out anymore. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of other stuff that was annoying that we don't have to figure (laughs) out anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been good. I think.
1: Yeah. No, you say annoying, but I don't hear it in your voice. You you (laughs) seem like. You seem like you just gotta really push life and just kind of hang out and do what you like. I get that a lot. People,
2: people <laughs> a What's lot of times, on my worst days, my, people ask me how I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I'm chilling, man. <laughs> but I can't. I have a trouble conveying how, you know, yeah, I have trouble conveying how annoying. It is, but but we get through it, you know.
1: That's a good trait to have. That's a that's a really valuable trait to have. Most people <laughs> don't have that. I don't. <laughs> no, we're all human beings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, the amount of work you had to put into this was astronomical, because like you said, uh, the QR code, uh, that – to know exactly what's on the other side, um, the cover, the quality of these covers as well. I mean, yeah. you know, you're know, you talking yeah. to a pair of guys who were in printing and graphic design, so – we know when we're looking at quality in print and yeah, I mean the quality of this, of this cover, you know, the quality, of the pages, I mean, you didn't, yeah. you didn't go cheap on any of this.
2: <laughs> no, no, we did not. Um, and it was, it was hard to keep it at that price point. You know, we're not taking a loss, but it's, it's not, you know, we, for us, it's really just about getting a good product out there. That's affordable. You know um, you know, I, I think, I don't want people to take it another way where they think, oh, now all comics have to be, you know, the same, whatever pricing we're doing. But like, for us, it's just like, man, like, I don't know. When I was growing up, you would go to school and a kid wouldn't have, you didn't get the nice shoes or something. You felt bad about it and, you know, whatever. Instead, you, you know, you buy this thing for $5 and no one else in the world's ever going to have it. That's a nice feeling. You know, it's not about being like somebody else and kind of, I think, um, you know, the business side of me goes, man, we should be charging more for this, but, um, but, but, you know, I've been, we've talked about it a lot internally and I think the right move is to, to put it at a price that feels fair, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, it's actually something that was just said before you came on where I was like, this is only five bucks. Yeah. Like, how yeah. are they? How are they managing five bucks on so much work? I mean, yeah, cause that there, there is, there's an intense amount of work, and and like I said, as as designers and people who have done printing, we recognize the amount of work just in the print process for this piece. Yeah, so, you know, a five dollar a five dollar cover price. I mean, that's you're not going to beat that. Uh, you know, no, no, you, I mean into it.
2: No, I, I, I think, um, it can't, it can't, I mean, we also, we work with a great printer that's really just, you know, treated us with an incredible amount of patience, um, you know, um, and an incredible amount of respect and an incredible amount of care. Like, we haven't had to really do another iteration on anything, and if we did, it was our fault, not theirs, you know, they yeah. really just are the best and um, I appreciate them so much so it's we just got teamed up with a lot of really we lucked out you know Um, uh, and uh, yeah I mean like the PD like so like one of the the file for for a batch of the covers uh, is like I don't know it ends up being a lot of gigabytes of files uh, that we have to send over because of the the resolution is so high like I don't know if this is true, but if you look on the cover, like the lines, to get them at that resolution was like one of the more annoying parts of the whole thing. Um, yeah. They're just, yeah, like really thin, um, and they still read. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's been cool, and we what we're hoping is we're hoping that people like this idea and. Maybe even with other IPs, they're like, oh, you know, want to work with us to so do it for their copy. Um, and I I think like one thing that's kind of nice is like, you know, we're only so smart, right? And I think there's other people out there that are smarter than us that maybe will see this and, and it'll inspire them to have an idea of saying, oh, man, if I issue, if what if I create a story where it kind of references the cover? You know, what if it's a story about, you know, uh, you know, some, a special type of book, you know, um, and what does that mean? You know, uh, or, or how can I, how can I tie this emotion of, of grabbing this book and and having my own very unique copy and a feeling of fate to the story that's inside, you know? Um, and I think that's kind of interesting some people TCG wise, one suggestion was, well, what happens if on the inside cover? It's a generative uh, dungeon map, you know, or a generative, you know, your own little generative campaign that you could do um, or something of that nature, you know, things like that. And I think that there's a lot that we could do there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and now you got me thinking, I'm like, Oh man, that's, that's a cool <laughs> idea and concept right there. I mean, yeah. you know, at, Speaking of the inside cover, we actually didn't even notice till uh, till just just before you came on that the inside cover was one piece of art. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the that was the first piece of art. That was the, we call that hero art or key art in video games. But that's like kind of you do this one big piece where it's like this is the tone, um, yeah. and you go pretty heavy on that. You go, you know, that's that's a good money spend sometimes hmm. because basically. Not all the time. Sometimes that like key art is actually like a bad money spend because it like misinforms the whole project. But for us, you know, D&D was a big inspiration in general, just in terms of like community storytelling and encouraging creation and all the stuff. And, you know, in fantasy, a lot of where the story starts is in the tavern. You know, it starts and the quest starts there and that's where everyone kind of goes away. And that was the original concept art for the tavern that they go to on, in the story. So originally, the tavern looked like that. Um, and that was, that was, you know, and you can see it. Like there's the ship, you know, kind yeah. of more coming out to down to the top and stuff. But it just felt like the appropriate first piece of art to make um, was this was the tavern because that's that's how the story's gonna start is they meet in a bar. You know. Yep. Um, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, that 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 is that is a D and D trope that I am guilty of as well.
2: <laughs> I love it though. I love it so. I lo- no, I love it so much because it's it's relatable. Yep. I mean, and it it's almost like you know people talk about like the metaverse and things like that. It's like the metaverse of storytelling. Anybody can come into the bar. Anybody can leave the bar. You know. Um. And, you know, and then there's food and there's like, you know, you can get into all these different kind of cool things, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't wait to see how this world develops, how the fans take to it and all the cool things they do. And (laughs) like I said, I, I, I got some cool ideas I'm going to play with. So go for it, man.
2: Appreciate it.
0: Chris, uh, We've got to unfortunately end this conversation, but I'm I'm really enjoying this, man. You know, uh, thank you so much again for your time today. No problem. Truly
2: appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. Uh,
1: Don? All right, everybody listening, if you like to draw, we're always looking for fake comic book covers to use to announce a new episode on the Facebook page and the Facebook group. Uh, Everybody says, I don't know if you're going to like this. We've loved them all. You can send it to the contact page on the blog. And if you're any kind of singer, musician, performance artist, if you can put on MP3, we have a music spotlight on episodes we don't have a guest. And Rook gets really upset at me for playing the same artist over and over and over again. So help a brother out. You can send all that information to the contact page on the blog last we have a t-shirt it's not to make us rich it's just to help us with the hosting fees that come up pretty soon now three different options it's on the sidebar of the blog listen to the show wear the shirt brook hey
0: everybody check us out Bunchadorks.com. click on the cyclops you're going to see examples of some of the stuff we talked about on this show along with all the others until next time everybody read more books <laughs> You can hear our most recent 20 episodes on iTunes. If you would like to hear our older episodes, you can find them on our blog. Just go to bunchofdorks.com and click, click on, on the Cyclops.
2: Joe dimension can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe, rate, leave a review, tell a friend, or like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.